From a secret location in room 100 of 540 Jack Gibbs Boulevard, this is Craft. I'm your host, Doug Dangler. Jessica Knowles' Luckiest Girl Alive was the best-selling debut of 2015. Knowles' story of the main character, Ani Finelli's high school and after experiences has resonated with audiences, and it has been published in 33 territories. She recently wrote an essay called What I Know for Lena Dunham's newsletter, Lenny Letters, describing some of the background for Luckiest Girl Alive. Welcome to Craft, Jessica Knoll. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been an amazingly well-received book, and uh, I've just recently read that the film rights to your book were acquired by, in part, Reese Witherspoon. And uh, I guess there's um, some potential for uh, her being in the movie, I guess. I'm not really sure, but... I'm not sure about that part, but um, Reese Witherspoon started a production company called Pacific Standard a few years ago um, when she felt that there was, you know, there weren't, you know, great kind of meaty roles for women, and she's a big reader, and so she would read books all the time, and she was just like, I'm just going to, you know, I know all the kind of big wigs at the studio, so I'm just going to, you know, adapt these projects myself. So she started this production company with her producing partner, Bruna Popandria, and they did Wild and they did Gone Girl. So, um, so they are signed on as the producers and then Lionsgate is the studio that will be making the movie, hopefully. <laughs> and you wrote the screenplay. I did write the screenplay. That's correct. Which I had read was um, something that you had originally started out in, I think, college doing uh, some screenplay writing. And so it's sort of an interesting change from somebody you might expect to be a novelist and then writes the screenplay to, in your case, somebody who uh, wanted to be a screenwriter and uh, became a novelist. Yeah, wow. I guess that inflation about myself has trickled down. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of made that up when I wanted to because I really wanted to adapt the the, the uh, book myself, and um, okay. they weren't very keen on that idea. Generally, they don't they don't like authors. Um, I say they, I mean studios. They don't prefer for authors to adapt their own work. They find that authors can be very precious and not willing to kind of make some of the changes that need need to be made to the material in order to make it cinematic, which as an author, I completely understand it's hard to do that. Um, but I really campaigned hard to write the script, and and I took, I think, one screenwriting class in college. So I was like, I, I minored in screenwriting in college. <laughs> I think I built that up a little bigger than it was. Okay. Well, what was your experience now, uh, or are you still working on it? What, Where are you in the process of, with the screenplay? Right now, the screenplay is finished. Um, it was approved by the studio um, in the fall, And so my understanding is the next step is they package it, which means finding a director and finding cast. And once they have, you know, kind of one or two kind of important kind of cogs in the wheel, I guess, all squared away, which would probably be the director and the star, then they would say, okay, let's green light the project and they'll actually move forward with making the movie. What was the experience like doing the screenplay? Did you find it much more challenging than the book, less challenging than uh, writing the book? I think I would say I found it less challenging, if only because the material was already there. And so it was just about kind of reimagining it in a different way um, for a different medium. You know, I'm working on a second book right now, and I find that to be so much harder because you're starting with a blank canvas. Um, and you're really inventing things from scratch. So I think that's the hardest part of um, of what I do is coming up with something all new. And 
you know, writing the screenplay and adapting it from the book to me was a really fun challenge um, and an opportunity to take a deeper dive with my characters and, you know, just give them all new dialogue and, you know, highlight maybe some characters that weren't as big in the book and maybe they're bigger in the script now. So you got to kind of play around with it and give it a, a second life. Speaking of second life, there are parts of this book that are reflected from your life. And mm-hmm. you wrote recently an essay for Lena Dunham's newsletter, Lenny Letters, that talks a little bit about that. I was wondering if you could tell us about uh, that essay and its relationship to The Luckiest Girl Alive. Sure. So um, it's a little hard to do without giving away any major spoilers, but um, I there are kind of two major events in the book. Um, I don't necessarily feel like I'm giving away much because I think when you read the book, you you probably can tell that we're we're heading toward kind of one of these disasters, um, and that is that Ani is a uh, is a rape survivor, and um, she but but there's another kind of that's not where it ends. There's it escalates from there, um, but. Uh, I had been getting questions uh, from readers and from people who interviewed me about how I was able to write that the rape scene as accurately and as graphically as I was able to do. And the truth is, because I'm a rape survivor too, but I never felt comfortable sharing that information with anyone. Um, and it was mostly because I didn't want to make people uncomfortable and I was protecting them from, um, you know, having to feel awkward around me and, and all of that. And so when I was gearing up, I'm on my paperback tour now. And as I was gearing up to do that, I knew I was going to be faced with these kinds of questions again. And I just decided that I wanted to, um, write about my experience so that I could have this kind of open dialogue with the readers um, and with anyone who interviewed me if they were to ask that question. And I also felt like I heard from a lot of women who would tell me, like, I would, I'm a rape survivor. And it, it, it always made me sad to kind of deny that truth about myself, too. And I felt like they were looking maybe for a connection with me. Um, and now it feels good that we're able to, you know, kind of acknowledge that connection openly. You sometimes hear about authors working through some of their personal issues in a book. What was that experience like for you as you were doing this? I mean, you talk about the difficulty you have later with dealing with it. How difficult was it to do when you were writing it? I wasn't doing anything consciously. Um, When I sat down to write the book, um, I knew what kind of, I I knew what kind of major things were going to happen in the book. And I kind of already had this character's voice in my head and she was, you know, embittered and angry and um, and kind of playing roles for people. Um, and there was a real disconnect with the way she presented herself to the world and to her fiancé and to the people she worked with um, and what was really going on in her head. And that was something that I experienced in my own life. I felt like I was simmering over things that happened to me when I was younger and I never spoke about them. Um, so I would just go through life and pretend like everything was okay. And so I kind of wanted to construct a character who had that dichotomy to her. And, um, and, you know, it just kind of poured out of me. I don't even think I realized I was consciously um, working through anything. Um, But, and, and in a way it was a cathartic experience because it moved me to this next step in my life where I have now, um, I'm now able to talk about what happened 
to me and to not feel ashamed about it and to feel that I'm supported in talking about it, which is something I never had when I was younger. And that's why I never healed or moved on from it. So I'm actually, you know, the healing process is happening for me right now because of this book and because this book pushed me to have these conversations that I, I, you know, just wasn't ready to have a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And that must be coming up a lot on, on book tour, not just through interviews like what we're doing here, but when people are meeting you at a a book signing. And I imagine that's got to be taking a toll I think it it might take a toll. Right now, I'm a little bit on autopilot. You know, the essay came out about a week and a half before I left for my paperback tour. And um, the response was so overwhelming. And I heard from I heard from thousands of people over the course of just two or three days. And I was, some of them were people I knew, and some of them were total strangers, and some of them were women and men who said, you know, I'm a victim of sexual assault, and thank you so much for speaking out. And um, and it, it, I have heard heartbreaking stories, and I and I wanted to be able to get back to each and every person and say, like, I hear you, I know what you're going through, you know, you're not alone. Um, and so I kind of went into this autopilot mode, and I had a few moments where a certain message from someone from my past would pop up, and I would just kind of lean my head back and and start to cry a little and and actually feel it. But um, I had a, an emergency session with my therapist right before I left. And she was like, you're just going to be kind of on autopilot the next month answering questions about this. And she was like, and that's fine. It's when you come back and everything kind of dies down that, that that's when you're really going to start to feel the kind of tentacles of all of this and that, and that you'll need to work all of that out. So, so for now, (laughs) um, for now I'm okay, but probably over the next couple of months, it's going to be like, um, I'll, I'll probably be processing things um, more than I am now. When you write about this, you're, you know, respecting the anonymity uh, of the people that did this and uh, that you usually refer to them as a boy um, and cap Mm -hmm. a and cap B. And I was considering that sort of um, to keep things at one remove and to be anonymous and to not create problems with it. But It also struck me as um, you were talking about the anger that you had uh, towards the event. And I thought, you know, that capitalization is uh, an event that I look at and I thought, man, I I would have written the first draft of this uh, with the name there and then Mm -hmm. swapped it out at the end. (laughs) And there probably would have been for (laughs) me that moment where like, I'm not going to move to A-Boy. I'm going to say this Mm -hmm. is you know, who it was. And I'm, I'm wondering how that was like for you, the process of, of writing these things. Well, I think the anger for me has been problematic in terms of not allowing me to heal from this event. Um, I've spent a lot of time being angry and now the next stage is to not be ashamed. And so the essay is more about um, taking ownership of this part of my life and saying, yes, this happened to me. I'm not afraid to talk about it. I'm not ashamed to talk about it because I don't have anything to be ashamed of. And that is what I'm trying to focus on, you know, like the part where it's about um, claiming my voice and and claiming the narrative back from people who took it from me because people, you know, when this happened, people put their own spin on it and it was, that was another violation. So I'm trying to focus, I mean, the anger... I've lived with the anger for 14 years. It hasn't gotten me anywhere. 
Um, so it's not, it's not about pointing the finger at anyone in particular right now. For me, it's more about raising my hand and saying it's time for me to be the one to tell this story. Well, Jessica Noll, thank you very much for sharing your stories with me and with the listeners and with your book, Luckiest Girl Alive. And it's nice to know that you're working on a next book. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. For more information from my guests, visit www.crafttheshow.com. This is Doug Dangler. Until next time, be creative. <laughs>